This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding member Joe Coughlin. We got a lot of sports to talk about, so it's going to be a jam-packed episode of the podcast as always. Just a quick reminder before we get you all set up that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out, subscribe, spread the word. As always, we appreciate each and every listen. And make sure you're checking out older episodes of the podcast as well. Um, we're going to do our usual four-quarter format for this week's episode. In the first quarter, we are all basketball, talking about girls and boys basketball. Girls basketball having play- started with the playoffs and boys basketball with the seedings coming out in the final week of the season. So a lot of hoops to talk about in the first quarter. In the second quarter, we are joined by Loyola Academy wrestler Macy Adioti, who is going on to the state final tournament after winning his sectional this past weekend. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game where we debate and yell about things. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth quarter, we preview Championship Saturday, or this weekend, I should say, where we've got state gymnastics taking place, as well as individual state wrestling happening as well. So why don't we jump right in here and start talking about some hoops in the first quarter, and we'll start off with the girls, uh, girls basketball tournament taking place. Um, last week, we talked about uh, seeding Loyola, obviously earning a number one seed um, and the playoffs started with Loyola defeating tapped 66 to 27 and their semifinal matchup um, in their regional new cheer defeated Elk Grove Village 60 to 30. Um, Loyola will play Maine West on Thursday for a regional championship and new Trier will play Maine South on Thursday for a regional championship. And um, Joe, let's start off with this Loyola team. Um, not, I, don't, I mean, not really anything of a surprise that Loyola would defeat Taft by that much at this point. Um, Loyola obviously being the number one seed. Um, but let's talk about what we've seen from them toward the end of the season, especially um, that conference loss, but also just uh, what we can expect from their matchup uh, for a regional against Maine West on Thursday. Yeah, I think we, you know, Loyola being the top seed, they earned it. Um, and so I think this first round was more of uh, let's get in the flow of the postseason. Let's uh, get get our ducks in a row and make sure we're ready for this run here. Um, and uh, so they took care of business there. And I think Maine West will be, you know, the challenges get bigger and bigger as you go. Um I think we'll see a closer game, but I still don't think it'll be that close. I think Loyola has the advantage in the regional and it is on their way to the, to a regional title barring, barring a pretty, pretty substantial upset, you know, Maine West over the past four or five seasons has been one of the best, but uh, really buoyed by, uh, you know, two all state players, one who's playing at, I believe UCLA right now. So um, not, not what they have been in the past year. So I think Loyola should take care of business. They're kind of, with that strong defense um, and kind of uh, they got, they got what you could consider a, a star um, performer um, that, at the guard position. I think that's a good recipe for some success here in the tournament. So um, pretty predictable start so far for, for loyal girls. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, not much can really, really be taken from their uh, opening round when um, main. Yeah. Like you mentioned with Maine West, I mean, this used to be like a, 
um, a sectional championship matchup or a sectional semifinal matchup, not a, a regional final matchup between a one and eight team with Loyola and Maine West. But um, it should be a really interesting game um, on Thursday night in Maine uh, East taking place there. So um, we'll see if uh, Loyola is able to beat there. And then um, let's play a hypothetical game here since we won't be recording before uh, a potential uh, sectional semifinal game. Um, GBS and Elmhurst are playing each other in the other regional there. And then uh, those winners will play against each other at GBS on Tuesday. Um, do you expect uh, GBS to win this game, or do you think York has the potential to uh, maybe upset the Titans here in the four and six game? They have the potential, but I do believe GBS is playing at a high level. Um, I think they're they're looking really good um, lately. They they gave Maine South some some nice push in uh, conference play. Um, and I just think the CSL is a very good conference for, for girls basketball. Um, and we don't see York much. So, um, no offense to, to the Dukes out of York. Um, but uh, I don't know too much about y'all. So, uh, I like GBS in this one. I think they'll, I think they'll take it as the four seed. Kind of interesting that York is uh, in the sectional with the GBS section. I thought that was kind of interesting, but um, sectional and regional assignments are another are a summer podcast for us. But, um, so let's say Loyola wins and GBS wins on Thursday and Friday night. Loyola versus GBS at GBS um, with the sectional semifinal game there. Um, if they play against each other at 6 p.m., what do you kind of foresee in the matchup where um, obviously GBS is um, really good as a number four seed and uh, can probably pose uh, one of the stronger tests um, against Loyola in the game on Tuesday. Yeah, we start getting really into it next week where the matchups are closer to closer to even. I still like Loyola with the advantage there, but Loyola did most of its damage this year in their conference and in some tournament plays. Uh, they didn't play too much CSL. So, uh, you know, could we see an upset? I think it's possible. Um, I think uh, GBS has been is able to score the basketball and, and with the Ramblers defense, something's got to give. So on the right night, I think GBS could take him down. I still get, I still like Loyola in that matchup um, because of that. You know, the, as we talked about through the year that they they were figuring things out with a lot of youngsters or newcomers, not just youngsters, but also just newcomers in that lineup. And they had that luxury of getting victories along the way. So they didn't have to switch up too many things and uh, they really grew into their own. So now, you know, we had a lot of good supporting cast um, around those seniors like Van Horn and Giordano um, that really supplement both on both ends of the floor. So um, I, I like Loyola really to make a run through this sectional, but that's, you know, games will get tough starting Tuesday. Yeah, and the game will be at GBS, but obviously GBS just uh, down Lake Street for uh, Loyola, so um, not too uh, far of a road game for the Rambler fans to uh, make it out there and compete um, and make it a um, pr probably a 50-50 crowd, if anything, um, come uh, to a Tuesday matchup there. But um, let's move on over now to New Trier, who took down Elk Grove Village 60-30 to in their matchup on uh, Tuesday. Uh, New Trier will take on uh, Maine South uh, for a regional title um, on Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, Maine South, the number two seed in that regional. Joe, just wh what did you kind of see in their matchup against Elk Grove Village, and what do you think happens here against Maine South? Yeah, I was, I was uh, happy to see that score. I think we talked about it all year. New Trier was taking their, their lumps. Uh, so many close games 
Um, and that kind of, that's got to wear on you. Um, so we saw later in the season, those losses started to pile up um, and, you know, their sectional seeding was, was going to be affected. And it was, they dropped to a seven seed, but I think they're a dangerous seven seed. Um, and I think we saw that. I think, uh, what was um, Elk Grove? Were they a nine? Uh, yeah, they were a nine. Yeah. So supposed to be a close game. Nutrier got them by 30. So I think they're, they're a pretty strong seven seed. Uh, the the problem is they're going to have to face a two seed here in the regional championship, and it's going to have to take a. I think Maine South's a very good team, so we're going to have to see a near perfect, uh, ideal performance from the Trevians. Um, you know, led by uh, Amy Ryan, their their senior. Um, so uh, Abby Ryan, I'm sorry, their senior star. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I want Nutria to win. I think they, I want a good game. You know, I'll be out there actually Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday, but uh, Thursday now I'll be out there to check it out. I think everything turns right for Nutria. They can pull it off, but it's going to be a very uphill climb. Main South is no joke as a two seed. Yeah. I think we talked about, we, like you mentioned, we've talked about this all season where um, Nutria just kept on losing close games, being affected by the um, COVID-19 pandemic and everything like that. And, um, that number seven seed in the record probably doesn't really demonstrate what, how good of a team they usually are, and they are. But um, I agree with you that Maine South is um, seems to be at a different level, and um, I think uh, Maine South. I think it'll be a closer game than many would expect for a two and seven game, um, especially it being a Maine South. But um, I think the Hawks are able to uh, um, get a win there toward the end um, and push away with uh, Nutrier's. Uh, curse season as we've liked to call it all year um ending uh in a regional loss there but um take me through the rest of that sectional joe do you think so you have main south winning on thursday who do you have winning against evanston and uh, uh gbn and potentially could match up with loyola for a sectional championship yeah i like the way that um evanston's playing too um in this one and i think that'll be a very good game though um i think that's going to be one of the best GBN's a good team. So I expect a fight there, but I expect Evanston to, I don't expect, I, I think Evanston will squeak one out. Um, and then, um, I mean, I, I think that it's going to be um, Loyola and, and Maine South in the title game though. Um, I think that'll, that's just a, the two best teams. I think they proved it throughout the year, both um, pretty, pretty, fantastic records uh main south uh won the division uh the league and uh, loyal had three losses so uh both very good teams i think they're going to duke it out and i'm really excited if that happens in the sectional final to see those two teams because i i'm not sure what will happen definitely so that's the predicted sectional matchup obviously tune in next week to see what actually happened um in the games but we'll have it all recapped from the regional championship games and the potential sexual semifinal games. If we can, um, potential um, sectional championship game next Thursday. Sorry to interrupt, Mike. Uh, Very good. Just to go for a couple local teams that are in um, lower divisions, obviously Loyola and Nutria and the 4A and, and all those teams are talking about the 4A brackets. But Regina is uh, a two seed in their sectional and they're in 2A. And they'll play Francis Parker, I believe, for the regional title tomorrow, which is Thursday. And also North Shore Country Day, which is down in 1A is a three seed in the subsectional and they'll be playing for a regional title as well. So um, a couple other teams that are, that are hoping to make um, some nice runs in their, in their classes. 
All right, we'll definitely take uh, make sure we uh, pay attention to that as we uh, move forward here toward the end and move forward here in the podcast. So let's jump on over now to the second portion of the first quarter. Um, and um, let's talk some boys seeding action here. We've got um, uh, seeds came out Thursday, schedule and assignments came out on Friday. Um, Nutria is kind of as we predicted is the number two seed in their sectional, champ, uh, sectional there. Uh, GBS is the number one seed. Uh, Loyola earned a number six seed in the sectional. Nutria plays Maine West on Wednesday. Loyola plays Hoffman Estates on Wednesday. And those two teams will play against each other for a regional championship um, on Friday. So um, just looking at that sectional, Joe, um, did anything really surprise you with the seeding who they ranked ahead of anyone else? I mean, I feel like we kind of expected GBS um, to finish number one after that loss to Evanston by Nutria. Yeah, Nutria number two, Rolling Meadows three, GBN number four, Evanston number five, Loyola six, uh, Hoffman Estate seven, and Maine South eight. Um, anything surprise you there or just kind of what you expected? I, I think it's pretty close to what we expected. That being said, I let's break down that Nutria GBS one versus two. I think you probably had to push Nutria to two after losing to Evanston, but Nutria certainly had a case. They just beat GBS. So if, if we're if we're looking at just like opponents, there's one right there. They played each other more recently and Nutria beat them. So they had a case, but you know, a lost Evanston GBS doesn't really have that slip up on their resume. Um, they played a couple close ones, but really they've blown out a lot of their local opponents other than Nutria. So uh, I, I think that's probably the right things to do. Um, you know, the matchup with the scheduling uh, with the seeds that come out, you know, Loyola getting a six seed just puts them against Nutria in the sectional in the regional final, which is great. It's at Nutria. That's going to be fun. Um, Nutria waxed them earlier in the year um, during that Thanksgiving tournament. Um, but they're obviously two different teams now. So just fun. Um, the way that schedule is going to line up right there. Um, GB as GBN and Evanston are two very good teams. I think it's been, written about um in the past week or two that this this is probably the best sectional in the state um from top to bottom and especially you see it in the top seven eight nine seeds and uh so it's it's really good and uh potential glimbrook north evanston um game in the evanston regional title is going to be awesome um glimbrook north is no joke evanston they put the pieces together they're no joke so uh, that's that's great, but I think this this probably fell as as about we expected. Yeah, I mean this sectional is just insane. I mean you probably got the number two team in the state with GBS. You got a top five team probably in Nutria, top ten. Rolling Meadows is a top ten team. GBN probably a top twenty team, probably something like that, maybe. Um, but you've got a lot of talented teams in this sectional. It'll really be interesting to see how these matchups go. Where. Um, you, you would expect GBS would probably have um, a little bit of a challenge, but be able to take care of Maine South in a regional final. Um, Nutrier um, and uh, Loyola should be a really fun matchup, like you said. Um, GBN and Evanston playing against each other each other should be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, this sectional is definitely something where you're kind of like, why do all these teams have to be so close to each other and playing each other in a, in a, um, in a sectional yeah. like that, because m- most of them are probably sectional championship worthy, but um, I agree. It should be a lot of fun um, just being able to see 
um, what they're able to do and how they're able to compete. And um, I don't know if we'll be able to uh, get the podcast out before, um, you know, before next Wednesday's games, but what do you expect for uh, Loyola and for Nutri and will they see each other um, for a regional championship? I do. I think that they both take those victories. I don't, to be honest, see too many upsets in those games. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Niles North and Maine South is going to be a good game. Those are two good teams, but I still uh, like Maine South in that one. That's the 8-9 game. But otherwise, I, I see a lot of chalk here. So I do expect Nutria Loyola in one regional, GBN Evanston in another, um, Rolling Meadows Hoffman Estates is interesting as a seven seed um, because we got two top or three top 10, top 12 teams in this. I don't know if the, they don't have a chance against Rolling Meadows, but I think Hoffman Estates has like a, a 20 and five, 20 and six record or something. But anyway, um, I expect it to go chalk there. And um, I, I think all four top seeds are going to be in that sectional competition starting March 1st. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of noticed this right now. Is there a reason why that I'm missing that Nutria and Loyola are playing each other or in the same regional and rolling meadows and Hoffman Estates are in the same regional with rolling meadows being a three and Hoffman Estates being a seven and Nutria being a two and Loyola being a six. Uh, great question. Um, yeah, Nutria, the two seed should be with the seven seed. Um, no idea, Mike. That's a great <laughs> question. I'm, I didn't put that together initially. Um, uh, I, I wonder if it's just cause that's a, um, yeah, um, close closeness thing. Um, yeah, since it's a Nutria regional and the Hoffman Estates regional, Hoffman Estates is a host. And Nutria, but then I that, feel like you would gotta be I mean, they, you would think that they would switch up because Conan is in the Nutria regional, and now West is in the Hoffman Estates regional. Well, Hoffman Estates is a host, and Nutria is a host, so they both have to host. So there it is, and that's that. You just, I mean, roundabout. Let's get to that issue of announcing the hosts before, uh, before the the seeds come out. Right. So that, I'll never understand. That makes no sense. It makes you, no sense. Because, and you see it right here because Nutria earned a two seed, which means they earned a two versus seven in the regional final, but they get a two versus six because of how you, you know, you set it up earlier. That's not right. Right. And I, I understand that you obviously want to get the scheduled ahead and make sure you save the gym space or whatever. But if you earn a top four seed, you should earn the chance to hope, host a regional championship. And uh, a host of sectional championship as well. I know, I know, I know it's a tournament. I know it's all that kind of logistics. And again, it's another summer podcast episode, but I, I just don't understand how you can, like how you mess that up, not how you mess it up, but how do you have this Hoffman Estates, a seventh seed, uh, have a champion, be a host for a regional championship against rolling medals, a three seed. Like that just doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. I don't get it either. That's not, that's, always been an issue and um, when it messes with the seeds that's when it's a problem right definitely so we'll check out how the final week of the season goes for our area teams but make sure you're checking in with the record northshore.org for all the matchups for uh, both boys and girls basketball as hoops tournament season is upon us and uh, it's a really fun time of year so make sure you're catching up and keeping up with all the scores there all right, let's move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Loyola Academy wrestler Macy Adioti. Um, he won his sectional championship this past weekend, earning him an opportunity to compete for a state championship uh, this upcoming weekend in Champaign. 
Um, he's going to talk about what it means to win a sectional championship and um, just what he's looking forward to as we head into championship weekend in Champaign. But I guess just first and foremost, I know the 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 Riley kid that you beat in the finals match, uh, pretty solid kid. I actually work with his dad, and I know how good the kid is. So how good was it for you to pull off the win in that one? Oh, yeah, that it felt really good for me to pull off the win in that match, um, especially because, like, before this year, he had beaten me, like, f- like, four or five times, like, freshman year and sophomore year. So then this year, I, like, stepped it up, and then I beat him at the Bangkok tournament earlier this year. And then again yesterday. You said at the at the, at the Barrington tournament earlier. Yeah, and like the first tournament of the year, the more pretty men. Okay, cool. Um, what was kind of your game plan going into this match? Um, for, from the first match and earlier earlier in the year, it was a lot closer. So I and I kind of like knew how he was going to wrestle, and like stay out of my two on one and like stay away from my ties, and like kind of wrestle from space. So I knew I had to like close the distance and like not let him wrestle from, like, where he wanted to be. And so I was trying to always, like, get to my ties, close, like, the close the gap, not let him wrestle from space, and that worked a lot better. You guys obviously been having a lot of success lately, so uh, how much of a, I guess just how good is the feeling with some of the guys on the team? I know that you and Cooper were the ones to get through, but how strong had you guys finished uh, for the most part? Uh, we're doing a lot better this year, like, even, like, for, like, dual meet record this year was a lot better than it's been in the past few years. We did a lot better at regionals. We took third at regionals. And, like, our team this year was just a lot better than it has been in, like, the, in like a long time. So it's, we've been really good. Just, uh, do you know off the top of your head what your dual meet record was? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think we had three losses, though. I'm sure you have pretty high goals with state, but just what's uh, what are your expectations for what you need to get done and how you need to compete at state? Uh, for state, I think I just need to like like keep my weight low like now until Thursday because it's kind of like a short like turnaround from like sectionals and then states just Thursday like a few days away, and then like just be like mentally ready for that. And my goal is obviously to win it all, so. Just, like, be ready for that. Thanks so much for joining us, Macy, and thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way. I throw out five propositions. Joe and I argue or agree upon um, whether those things are correct or not. Usually we've been agreeing upon, so let's see how these things go for this week's episode of the podcast. Um, let's go back to basketball here. Way or no way, Joe, that the New Cheer Boys basketball team loses before the sectional final? No way. Um, I don't think they will. I think they put together a run here. I think they're motivated, and they certainly have the talent. But that being said, so my answer is no way. But to hedge a little bit, those top four seats are no joke. Uh, I mean, Rolling Meadows can certainly upset Nutrier um, in the sectional round in the two versus three. Um, so I've, I think it's certainly a possibility. I don't think they lose before the sectional. So I think they, they claim their regional. And then I do think they beat re, uh, Rolling Meadows in, a, in an outstanding game again. Um, and uh, I, I expect and hope for, very much hope for, a third GBS Nutrier game in the sectional final. 
Uh, I'm got that one circled. So, um, but uh, I don't think they lose before then. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll agree with you. Where no way, I think it happens. Way potentially could happen. I mean, Rolling Meadows is a really good team. I mean, heck, I don't think it's likely, but I wouldn't be surprised if Loyola is able to upset them or. Um, in the regional championship. I mean, th this is just like we've talked about in the first quarter, just a really jam-packed uh, sectional. And I think that that's kind of going to make the difference here where, um, yeah, you make it to the sectional semifinals, but um, is it 100% that Nutria and GBS are going to play each other for a sectional championship? No, not at all. I think Evanston has the potential to win. I think Nutria or GBN has the potential to um, maybe make it to the sectional championship again. That's what's so cool about this sectional where I think it'll be really fun to see um, what matchup we get at GBS. Um, again, so it turns out that that seeding worked out where the number one seed gets the sectional championship. But um, yeah, I think way, um, no way that they lose, but I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that it could potentially happen. All right, second question here, Joe. Way or no way that Loyola boys basketball can upset Nutria for a regional championship? Can you know even I, I love Loyola. I love the coach. I've always had had a great time covering them because I like their the, the way they play. But no way. Um, Nutrier's got too much uh, in terms of length, height, and um, scoring ability. Um, and I just don't think Loyola has enough to penetrate that defense. Loyola, or I'm sorry, Nutrier brings it on defense too. You know they shut down. You know GBS. We've seen they. You know they they limited a very good rolling meadows team that hung 80 something on gbs uh a gbs one but you know rolling meadows can score and nutria held them to around 60 so um nutria's defense is just really good and they can score the basketball it's kind of just uh, and their length is going to cause loyal all sorts of problems so i think no no way yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. I think Loyola is obviously always a good team, and Coach Levitino has put together a strong program. But um, I agree with you, no way. I think just Nutria is at a different level than Loyola is, and I don't think that upset is likely to happen. All right, Joe, let's move on to girls' basketball. Way or no way that Loyola girls' basketball will win a super sectional? So go to state, you're asking. Yes. Man, that's a tough one because I really do think that Loyola Maine South game, if it gets there in the sectional final, is a toss-up. And then are they is is their opposite in the super sectional Stevenson? So they would play the GBS would play for the super sectional. You play the Warren. Who's the top seed in the Warren? Warren, give me a second. Here is. This is great podcast theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stevenson's number one. Friend is number two. Yeah, I thought I thought that's the opposite. And I think both those teams, um, even though Stevenson, I believe, was just upset recently, um, but still they, they're good. So I, I'm going to say no way, even though uh, I think they have a shot. I, I, I don't think it's, it's a, a likelihood that they advance to state. I think it's just a very good team. That's going to face another very good team, both in the sectional final and the super sectional, should they make it. So uh, as a little Debbie downer here, but I'll say no way. All right. I'm going to steer away from you here and I'm going to go with a uh, way that they good, can go. Good. 
I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that I think that Loyola main South game is going to be tough, but I think Loyola has shown that it can beat the tough teams. And like we talked about last week, I think losing that conference game to Mother McCauley um, really probably opened a lot of things for that those players and especially gave uh, Coach Schoenicker a lot of ammunition to be like, you're not as not that they're not great, but essentially to just be like, you're not perfect. You still have a chance to lose and you need to work hard and that sort of stuff. So um, I do think that um, that might honestly be a good win. Like we talked about last week where Loyola potentially could beat Maine South. And I wouldn't be surprised if Loyola has what it takes to be a Steven Stevenson or a friend. And that's super sectional. So yeah, way, I think it's possible. I think it's possible that they can win that super sectional matchup in a hypothetical world and go down the state. Um, I don't know if they have enough to win a state championship, but I do think that they do have enough to at least make a run um, and get down to uh, the final four for the state tournament. So uh, way I'll go with there. All right. We got state wrestling taking place this weekend. We'll talk more about that in the fourth quarter, but way or no way, Joe, that Loyola wrestling will have a state placer. Uh, um. Yeah, I'll say way. I think I think Odiati's on a run here. I think we're going to see him um, get on the medal stand. You know, they medal out to six places, I believe. Uh, I think he's certainly among the top six. He's just got to fight his way to the podium, which isn't always easy. You know, sometimes the the bracket breaks in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I don't think he's the champion at that at that weight class. One twenty is where he wrestles but I do think he can make a nice run here and get on the stand in a, in a, you know, third through, through fifth place spot. I think he can do it. So I will say, wait. Um, I agree. I think I'll go way with you there. I think obviously Macy has a really good chance to win. I think Cooper Weddick definitely has a really good chance to win as well. He finished second, but he lost to um, Chris Moore, who's an insane wrestler at McHenry. Um, he's uh, something 42 or 43 and 0 on the season. He's the number one ranked in class 3A at 160. Um, he's an Illinois commit. So Cooper didn't lose to a bad wrestler when it came to a sectional championship there. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if these two found each other again in Champaign and um, either battle in the quarterfinals or the semifinals or even maybe in the championship. I haven't uh, looked at the bracket to see exactly how that's going to work out. But um, way, I definitely think that um, there's definitely a chance for a Loyola wrestler to um, play just based on how they've done at sectionals and how they have the potential to do um, as we move forward here over the weekend. Yeah, right. thanks, thanks, for Sorry, up, thanks for bringing up Cooper because uh, he hasn't gotten enough airtime. He, he, he missed some of the year. Uh, he's only wrestled, I believe, 14 matches or so this season, and uh, he's lost uh, two of them. Um, one, like you said, to, to the top wrestler in his bracket. So uh, thanks for bringing him up. I, I also think he has a great chance of getting on the medal stand. Yeah, definitely. And let's finish things off here with girls gymnastics as that is taking place this weekend in Palatine way or no way that Nutrier's Maria Morabito uh, places this weekend. That's going to be tough. Uh, she was an at large, um, um, at large entry in two categories in the vault and on the, in the floor, her floor routine is pretty outstanding. Um, it beat a lot of, a lot of sectional scores from other, um, other sectionals um, at 9.235 she can probably get that um, you know with the group with she she hits all the way around um, could she get on the medal stand I think so but I really feel like you know after 
looking at the scores both in the Mundelein sectional and in um, you know wherever Prairie Ridge was, I can't remember where they were, but we have a lot of great teams and a lot of great gymnasts this year. Uh, Vernon Hills, Prairie Ridge, Mundelein, um, all are going to bring it here. So it's going to be difficult for her to get there. So I will say no way. But um, hey, you made it to state. There's always a shot if you, if you if you do it all right. You know, on vault, all it takes is all it takes is one right. Um, if you hit, so um, it could happen, but uh, I don't think it will this year. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you. I think no way that there's a chance for that. I think uh, um, obviously she was able to make it as an at-large, but maybe too tough for um, her to uh, be able to place, especially at such a such a deep field for uh, girls gymnastics this year, just how good all these area teams are, like you mentioned. So um, unfortunately, I'm going to go no way uh, about that. So um, let's go on over now to the fourth quarter and stick with gymnastics here and talk about um, Maria just qualifying for the state meet'em. She earned an at-large bid on Monday after all the scores were settled and that kind of stuff. And um, Joe, just talk about what you kind of noticed about her, what she's able to do this season to kind of be able to qualify for the state meet this year. Well, uh, Maria is one of two kind of senior leaders. Um, there's also a junior on board um, in the in the headlining rotation. If Nutria ever had its top rotation out there, but you know, COVID and injuries kept that away. But uh, she's been a steady performer all year, and she's been in and out of the uh, all around um, whenever the team needs it. You know, Sydney Holder is the other senior who uh, got injured in the, I believe, at conference or maybe in a dual meet with Evanston, and she was out for the postseason. So, you know, they relied heavily on Maria um, to carry them, and she helped carry them to a, a regional title with a 140 score, which is, which was great. And then uh, so she definitely earned her chance to get to state. Um, she, she does a beautiful floor routine that I've seen. Um, I honestly can't remember her vault, so um, pretty great that she got there in the vault as well. But I remember her floor routine being pretty spectacular. Um, and, uh, and compelling. So, um, she earned it and she's a senior, so good for her. And she gets to show it on the biggest stage. Yeah. I think it'll be really fun to see just how she's able to compete. And, um, hopefully, uh, I, I know go, going by, she'll be supported by teammates, I'm sure, but it'll be really fun to just be at the state tournament and competing for a chance to, uh, um, win a state championship. So good luck to her this weekend as she competes for a state title or a state placement. And uh, let's go on over now to wrestling where we got boys individual wrestling taking place this weekend in Champaign, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Like we mentioned, we got three Loyola wrestlers um, who are going to compete at that, Macy Cooper and then Quinn Herbert finished fourth over the weekend um, for Nutria. Jack Cummings finished third while Stringer finished second um, for the Trevi. And so um, let's dive in a little bit more here, Joe, about uh, this uh, um, the state tournament that we've got here. And let's start with um, um, just uh, the Cooper and what we've talked about a little bit, but what he's able to do um, in a really tough bracket. And um, it should be really interesting to see how far he's able to go to go in the class 3A uh, 160 bracket. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we kind of saw, and, and you just mentioned it, what, uh, what Cooper can do. And um, he's, he's one of the best in the state and maybe he's was slept on a little bit before because he didn't, he was, he was out and uh, he's back in and he's, he's dominating. Um, he lost the top wrestler in that class. So uh, by one. And so we're going to, I think on a tie break. So uh, Cooper's, 
Cooper Wedding's uh, a very good wrestler who, who should medal, if we're being honest, um, get on the stand. And um, so should Massey at uh, 120. And so to see Lo- two Loyola with a chance, I hope we see him come out of there with medals is going to be, I think, uh, history making. I-, I-, I say that off the cuff, but I believe it's been a long time since Loyola has been able to do something like that. So um, it's going to be really cool to see them compete throughout the three days. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. Cooper starts off by uh, play, facing off against the Caleb's Caleb Wall, um, who is 28, Cooper's 12 and 2 um, so far this season. So um, if uh, Chris Moore and uh, Cooper were to see each other again, it would potentially be for a state championship. Um, a lot of tough competition on the way there, though. Uh, Mount Carmel's Colin Kelly, who's 33 and four this year. Um, he is probably the number one seed in the bottom half of that bracket. Um, so it should be really interesting to see um, how they're, how he's able to compete and uh, kind of get going, especially like you mentioned, just um, him not having competed the entire season this year. Um, if let's, we'll see if he's able to go on a little run there, but uh, for Macy, who's 37 and four um, on the season, um, he's the top seed in the lower half of the bracket. He'll take on uh, Lincoln Way West, Jesse Sellen. He's got a 27-8 guy and a 28-9 guy in a potential quarterfinal matchup. Um, it seems like Sean uh, Bert, or it seems like Joey Malito from Lincoln Way Central um, is going to be his biggest competition in the lower bracket, where he w- where uh, he's 41 and one. And then you got uh, Sammy Hayes, who from Sandberg, who's 10 and 0 um, as the number one seed, and with Ben Devino from St. Charles East at 33 and 1. So really interesting competition for Macy, just to see how far he's able to go and um, how far do you think? I mean, obviously wrestling's harder to predict than the other sports, just because um, so much goes into each and every single matchup. But how, how far do you feel like Macy can go? I mean, I think he can, I, I really do think he can get on the stand, but I think he's going to have to do it in wrestlebacks. Um, I think um, the Linkway Central kid is a stud. The Samberg guy, who's a 10 and 0, I, I, you know, I'm from the South Suburbs. So my guys out of the South Suburbs say he might be the best wrestler they've seen in years, wrestler pound for pound. Um, so I think he's got the, the front line on a state championship. Um, so, but Massey shouldn't see him, but something to look out for in that second round. If Will Denny uh, wins, Will Denny beat Massey earlier early this year in a head-to-head at a dual meet with Maris. So something to look out for um, right there. Um, you know, Sean Berger um, out of York is another guy. But uh, we're going to see some good wrestling at 120, but I think Odiahi can get there. It's just he's going to have to do it, I believe, in, uh, in some wrestleback victories, which can be tiring and difficult. But let's see if he fights his way through. Yeah, it's definitely a very grueling uh, tournament, the individual state championship, just being able to uh, um, put it all together and figure out um, how much exactly you need in order to uh, um, win an individual state championship. But for uh, Jack Cummings and Ty Stringer, how do you, what do you see from them? Um, Jack, Ty Stringer at 220 and uh, Jack Cummings at 195. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I'm pulling up. Uh, the bracket right now to give you a little bit. I think Jack didn't get the best draw because of his third place finish. I think that's kind of uh, um, that's going to hurt him, even though it shouldn't, you know, he's, he's, he's an all state wrestler. He's one of the best out there. So, but he's going to have to face the number one seed in the second round. So I think Jack's going to have to take, yeah, it's going to be really tough. 
Um, so I think he's going to have to fight through the, the, uh, the Russell backs, which I think he can, I mean, this kid's hungry. Um, he, he lost in the sectional, uh, which is a bit of a surprise, but then he, he absolutely dominated the, the back draw, uh, to come out with third place. So, um, you know, slip ups can happen. And I think he's going to have to, he's got a long road in front of him, but I think we might see some, some surprises here from Jack and, uh, with Stringer, another guy who's just um, wrestling really well as we head into this. So I think he might surprise some people too um, on this. Um, he's also going to have to face the top seed in the second round out of Lockport. A lot of good wrestling in those South Suburbs. Um, so he might have to do some work in the back draw as well. But he's another guy who's hungry, does not like to lose. He's a sophomore, got a lot of good wrestling in front of him but he's going to beat some kids at the state tournament for sure. He's going to get some victory. So it should be a lot of fun to keep up with how our wrestlers and gymnasts do this weekend. So make sure you are keeping up with the record northshore.org for all the latest updates there. And before we say goodbye, I just wanted to congratulate Loyola's Harley Hiller, who won the girls sectional at Evanston this weekend. So she'll be competing at the first IHSA girls uh, state tournament next weekend in Bloomington. So um, congratulations to Harley on um, making Loyola wrestling history and also just competing in the um, in the first ever IHSA sanctioned uh, girls tournament. Yeah, uh, go Harley, go get them at state. She's a freshman. Um, and I believe the weight class is like 106 or so, maybe 103. Um, so go get them. History making, very cool that they were able to put this together with a full state series in the first year. I'm excited to see how it plays out. All right. We've got a lot of sports to talk about. So thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple, Android, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a nice little subscription and review and make sure to listen to older episodes of the podcast as well. We always appreciate each and every listen. Make sure you keep up with my work at the Friday Night Drive and make sure you are checking in with the recordnorthshore.org for all your latest basketball scores, wrestling scores. We are deep into the winter postseason now, so make sure you're catching up on everything that is taking place. But for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.